Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me is someone new, Tyler. Hello. Hello. Welcome to uh, the podcast. Are you excited about learning about some fun topics? Yes. Yep. All right. So today we are talking about mythical creatures in the United States that are not named Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, this is a topic that's like not usually talked about. Everybody knows Bigfoot, but there's some other cool ones that many people don't know about. Yes. People also probably know about jackalopes. Yeah. I guess you could buy them in like some yeah. store in Wyoming, I believe. Yeah. I actually got to ride a fake jackalope up at, um, up in um, North Dakota when I was up there. That's a thing? You could ride fake yeah. jackalopes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, most people know about the chupacabra. Um, and then also there's the, the classic, the boogeyman. All right. I remember about the boogeyman used to go on a vacation in Wisconsin and there was this swampy area and my parents told me that's where the boogeyman lived. Um, there's also several incarnations of headless horsemen. Um, there's also stories of some lesser known mythological creatures and that is what we are going to talk about today. All right, so the first one is in our backyard, Georgia. No clue really how to say this, but his name is Altamahaha. I think you nailed it. Did I, did I nail it? Altamahaha. All right. Also known as the Serpent of the Altamaha River in Georgia. If you uh, want a little geography lesson, the Altamaha River is in southeastern Georgia, um, kind of by the barrier islands, so like Brunswick, Jekyll Island, those areas. Um, it's called Alti for short. So I will be calling it Alti, opposed to its other name. Uh, the legend predates English colonization of the area and originated with the Lower Muskegee Creek Tribe. All right, so the um, Altamaha River empties in the Atlantic Ocean and actually forms the second largest river basin behind the Mississippi River. I did not know that. Me either. That's a lot of water coming out into the Atlantic. Um, not what I expected. I do know that... Um, we did a, a dolphin watching tour over there this last summer. And our guide said that has during uh, the like spring, it has the highest concentration of sharks in the world. Wow. Because the, the shallows are prime feeding grounds for it when they're breeding. I was like, oh, that's fun to know. Yeah. Um, so the river system is made up of islands, marshes, dikes, canals, ponds, and old rice fields. Um, Alti is said to inhabit the myriad of small streams and twisting channels of the river and adjacent marshes, uh, particularly around Darien, Butler Island, and all over the place in McIntosh County. Uh, creature is described as having the following features. A body like a sturgeon, which you don't know what a sturgeon is. It's a massive prehistoric looking fish with whiskers and scales. Yeah. The snout like a crocodile, large protruding eyes, large sharp teeth it's green or gray with a whitish yellow underbelly and can be up to 20 to 30 feet long wow wow like considering crocodiles are usually like 8 to 11 feet long and that's like humongous yes and i've seen pictures of it and it kind of looks like a version of the loch ness monster yeah yep yeah 
Um, it's supposedly been seen sunning itself on the shore, swimming in the river, or becoming aggressive against boaters. Uh, one of the first not native reports of the creature was on April 18, 1830, when a correspondent of the Savannah, Georgia newspaper reported multiple sightings of a sea monster on the Georgia coast. The primary eyewitness was Captain Delano of the schooner Eagle, who reported seeing a large creature off of St. Simon's Island below the mouth of the Altamaha River. His description stated that it was about 70 feet long, its circumference of, uh, was about the size of a barrel, and its head resembled that of an alligator. Five other men on the schooner also reported seeing the monster, as well as several planters on St. Simon's Island. Ooh, that's first sighting. 70 feet long. That sounds like a fish, a fisherman's tail. I was going to say how long it is. It's pretty it's long. long. It's always longer than it actually that's, seems. That's a pretty long creature there, yes. Um, in the 1920s, Timberman riding the river reported sighting a large snake-like water monster. And in 1935, a group of hunters spotted what they called a giant snake swimming throughout the river. In the 1940s, Boy Scouts reported seeing the creature as well as two officials from the Reedville State Prison from the 1950s. Um. Yeah, so I mean, there's a there's a long lineage of sightings of. Yeah, it makes you wonder if there's some kind of big snake or alligator. There's got to be something down there with all these sightings. But this is 1830, 1950. So it's been alive for like. Uh, yeah, years. or or there's like like a colony of them, or whatever <laughs> they're seeing. Um, in 1969, when two brothers were fishing on the Altamaha River at Clark's Bluff, they reported seeing an animal that they first thought was a sturgeon, but quickly changed their mind when they got a better look. They stated that the creature measured 10 to 12 feet long, had a snout like an alligator, and a horizontal tail. Uh, they also described the creature as having a triangular ridge along the top of its body, sharp pointed teeth, and being gunmetal gray in color. Then you won't see a, a couple of sightings for about a decade. In the 1980, two men reportedly saw Alti again stranded on a mud bank near the Cathead Creek. They reported that the animal was lying halfway in the water, thrashing and trying to free itself from the bank. They described it as being dark colored with rough skin. 20 feet long, while watching the creature free itself, submerged, it disappeared. Later that year, in December of 1980, another man reported having seen what he thought was Alti in Smith Lake. His description said the animal was 15 to 20 feet long, snake-like, with two brown humps that protruded from the water and left a wake behind like a speedboat. Other reports came from the 1980s that it looked like the world's largest eel. And this was come from a local crab fisherman. Um, there's been more recent reports in 2002, a man was pulling a boat up the river near Brunswick. He reported seeing something over 20 feet in length and six feet wide break the water. In 2010, amateur photographer captured a video of something strange swimming in a channel of Fort King George historic site in Darien. And these sightings continue still to this day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been around for a long time. There's a lot of <clears> reports. So. There might be something out there. Who knows? I wonder if it's just one of those sharks. One of those sharks <laughs> yeah. that come every spring. Mm -hmm. All right. Next creatures, now we're going out to the uh, to the southwest, are the hell dogs of El Dorado Canyon in Nevada. Um, during the mining days in El Dorado Canyon, many prospectors would keep their dogs at, at their claim sites in order to protect their property. Uh, they were trained to attack anybody that was trespassing. Many of these dogs were shot 
left chained or left to die or just released in the wild. Over the years, there's been many tales of sightings of ghost hounds and have been told by the local population as well as those visiting in the areas. Some people have even claimed to be attacked by the ghost dogs. Uh, one claim is two brothers, they went exploring an area um, in order to valid uh, the validity of the claims of the ghost dogs. So they found an abandoned mine shaft. There they found an old rusty chain. Um, that chain was embedded to a rock near the mine shaft's entrance. Uh, once they entered the mine, they came across bones, which they assumed were large dog bones. Um, as the sun set, they built a campfire and listened to what sounded like coyotes. The men ate dinner and then began to feel extremely uncomfortable as they say they could feel the atmosphere change. The air became thick and felt charged. Before long, they started hearing the sounds of large dogs panting nearby and growling angrily at them. Then they began to hear paws circling around the campsite and scratching noises coming from where the chain was. Next, the chain began to move and tugged away from the rock wall. One of them would point a flashlight at the rock only to see scratch marks and bloodstains. Suddenly the chain dropped and one of the brothers felt something brush against his leg before he ran towards the car. Yeah, I believe that's a proper reaction. <laughs> Why does this seem like a script for a horror movie? It does. It sounds like a ghost story. Yeah. As they drove away, they could out of the canyon, they could hear wild panting and canine footsteps as a pack of invisible wild strays kept pace with them for several miles. Yeah. This, this is definitely a this is a good story that could definitely become like a horror movie or a horror book or something. Especially with some of the horror movies they've had, like snakes on planes. Yeah. <laughs> the cocaine barrel. <laughs> All right, so next one is called The Beast of Bray Road, which is in Wisconsin. I've actually been near Elkhorn. It's a very wooded area. It is. It's very, yeah, it's very uh, outdoorsy, we'll put it that way. Uh, so The Beast of Bray Road is a human-like creature that has been witnessed inhabiting the rural community of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Named after the farm road in which it was first sighted, the creature dates back to the 1930s. Um, there have been reports of similar-like creatures in neighboring Michigan called the Michigan Dogman. The beast is described as being between six and seven feet tall, having a human body, covered in fur. Its head resembles that of a bear or a wolf, and it's been spotted moving on four legs and two. Uh, that seems very scary. Mm -hmm. Just having like a wolf man running at you on two legs. And then, and then just drop like the four to go like super fast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it was first sighted in 1936, but in the 80s is when the reports really started to heat up. Several witnesses claimed that the beast made contact with their vehicle, leaving long scratch marks on the doors and the trunks of their cars. One witness stated she hit something while crossing Bray Road. Upon exiting her vehicle to determine what she had hit, supposedly a large wolf-like creature with red eyes chased her back into her car, leaving claw marks in the rear passenger door. Sightings also have been reported during daylight hours with several witnesses stating that they observed an unusually large wolf-like creature running on all fours through cornfields. I would think so, yeah. One, one stated the creature was in pursuit of a deer, which is also so, something that wolves do. Yeah, so it could very well be a wolf. Um, but then you began seeing animal mutilations. This included deer and livestock. 
Also could be a wolf. Also could be a wolf. <laughs> uh, often the animals are eaten though in a very specific way where the organs are removed from the animals and that is all. Ooh, it's like aliens now. Um, another witness reported driving down Bray Road late, late one night and observed an unusually large wolf-like creature eating an animal which had been hit by a car on the side of the road. The creature reportedly ran into the woods as the eyewitness approached it into the vehicle. There have been sightings as recent as 2020. Who knows? 2020 was a weird year. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah. Local, local scientists think that it may have just been a bear, but yeah. Or just a wolf. Yeah, or a wolf, maybe. Maybe a wolf bear. Ooh. Ooh. All right. We're creating new ones. <laughs> wolf bear. All right. Now we're moving a little farther south. Not farther south, but a little bit south to the state of Illinois. And this is in Enfield, Illinois, where you'll get the Enfield monster. Um, on April 25th, 1973, Henry McDaniel heard a scratching at his front door. He looked out and saw what he thought was a bear took a gun and a flashlight and headed outside. When he saw the creature had three legs, a short body, two little arms, two pink eyes, and they were as big as flashlights. Interesting. This is it's an interesting looking creature. Yeah. Especially with having three legs. Three legs. Yep. I mean, I don't know what I would think when I come across this thing. It was about four feet tall and gray. He I said think. it had a human-like body. I'm thinking E.T. E.T. with three legs? Uh, yeah, it's like E.T. with three legs, yep. Uh, so McDaniel does the natural thing and fires four shots at the creature, hitting it once. When the creature was hit, it made a hissing sound at him before fleeing towards an embankment covering 50 feet in three jumps. McDaniel called the local authorities who discovered footprints in the soft earth near the house, which McDaniel described as dog-like in shape with six toe pads. Interesting. The police considered McDaniel to be rational and sober in his reporting of the incident. Well, that's good. Good thing he's sober. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Maybe. Um, in a later press interview, McDaniel said, if they do find it, they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. They'll find more than one. Yes. So apparently there's more of these three-legged creatures. A 10-year-old and the boy... A 10-year-old boy in the area claimed to have been the cre uh, seen the creature about 30 minutes before McDaniel. The boy said the creature stepped on his feet, tearing up his shoes. Whoa. But he later recanted his statement, saying he just felt bad for McDaniel and didn't want McDaniel to think he was crazy. Okay. So that one doesn't count. Um, two, weeks, two weeks later, McDaniel called a radio station, claiming to have another contact with the creature at 3 a.m. This time, McDaniel chose not to shoot it. A couple of days later, the radio station sent out a search party and reported seeing an ape-like creature standing in an abandoned building. They even said they captured recording of its howling. They fired a couple shots at it before it fled. I just really want to kill these things. Just like that shouldn't be the first. <laughs> the yeah. first step shouldn't be shooting it. Yeah. Um, two days later, a day after McDaniel was interviewed on a local radio, the local press reported that the police were called to investigate reports of gunfire and arrested five young men from out of town who had come to Enfield in order to photograph the creature carrying shotguns and rifles. Um, they claimed they have sighted the creature, so they naturally shot at it. Uh, the White County Sheriff dismissed reports of the monster hunting expedition as an exaggeration, saying the men were just out drinking and raising hell, mentioning the monster only briefly during questioning. Um, I can imagine 
five young men doing that. Yes. Yeah. Especially in like Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That also explains all the shooting I didn't have to do. <laughs> um, it was suggested that the creature may have been a kangaroo escaped from a nearby zoo, which would explain the three legs description, as the tail of the kangaroo looks like a third leg. But McDaniel was adamant that the creature wasn't no kangaroo, having owned such a creature as a pet when he was on a military base in Australia. <laughs> so this man comes home from Australia and starts saying this three-legged, two-armed, short, four-legged, uh-huh. gray thing. Yep. And he's like, that, yeah. that, that's not a kangaroo. I, I had a pet kangaroo once. Maybe he's just and like... the kangaroos how? Like, yeah. He also said that kangaroos have narrow faces and tracks that leave claw marks, not like the marks that he saw. Uh, following media coverage, though, an Ohio man contacted the local newspaper saying that his pet kangaroo, had, Macy, had been stolen. And he believed that was it. What is with all these people having pet kangaroos? <laughs> One guy in Australia, this guy from Ohio. I mean, it's strange. All these people are having pet, pet kangaroos. I mean, kangaroos are cool, but like, I don't know. Uh, pet one? Pet. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Next one is called the Pope Lick Monster. The Pope Lick Monster is part man, part goat, part sheep. This thing is scary. I was reading the description on this. This, this. this one's like the scariest of all of them. Was it? Did you have a better description of what I have? No. Okay. No. It's just kind of like a weird creature thingy it's that. Thing with a blood-stained axe. Yes. Like it jumps off, jumps off the like train tracks and jumps on top of you and axes you to death. Like that's that's scary. Yeah, it's it's a belligerent man goat sheep. Uh, so, Popelick Monster supposedly lives underneath a railroad trellis bridge over Popelick Creek around Louisville, Kentucky. I think it's just south of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, according to accounts, the creature uses hypnosis ooh, to lure people on the trestle of the bridge as a train is coming, so they get taken out by the train. Yeah. So, that's an interesting one. Other stories claim that the monster jumps down from the trestle on the roofs of cars passing beneath it. Other legends tell it attacks its victims with that blood-stained axe that you were talking about. And just the sight of the creature is so traumatizing that people will jump off the bridge to their demise. Some people believe that the goat-sheep hybrid was actually a circus freak who vowed revenge for being mistreated. It is said that the monster escaped a train that derailed on the trestle and made that its permanent home. Other believe it's the reincarnation of a local farmer that sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers. Uh, this one, though, a lot of people have actually died trying to find the creature because they do cry, climb on the, the bridge, which is still actively used by trains. trains, and they just get taken out by trains left and right. Yeah. It's so bad that they had to put pretty Sign. Signs up and like, yeah, yeah fencing around yeah, it, like, like, don't be an idiot. Don't. Trains come here, but people don't listen. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Yeah, I'm crazy. I can only imagine a, a goat sheep man hybrid jumping off a bridge, a bridge, and attacking with an swinging axe. an axe at you. Yeah, all right, ready for the last one? Yep, all right. This one is the lizard man of scape or swamp. This one takes place in Lee County, South Carolina. Uh, the lizard man of Scape or Swamp inhabits, obviously, the swamps of that area. Um, on July 14th, 1988, the Lee County Sheriff's Office investigated a report of a car damaged overnight while parking at home on the outskirts of the swamp. The car reportedly had teeth marks, scratches, and muddy footprints left behind. 
Over the next several days, there were similar claims from other residents. A 17-year-old reported to the sheriff that his car had been damaged by a creature he described as being green, wet-like, and about seven feet tall, with three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, and snake-like uh, scales. Interesting. Yes. It sounds like uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh. Again, this is a 17-year-old. I'm 17-year-old, mm. so I can have experience. <laughs> Sometimes we just make up stories. So, I mean, this could very much... It'd be a cool story for his friends. It sounds like he watched Creature of the Black Lagoon and was like, ah! Um, but he said he was driving home from work when he got a flat tire and he saw the creature walking towards him. He tried to drive off, but the creature jumped on his car. He slammed on the brakes and the creature flew off. Soon a local radio station offered $1 million to anyone that could capture the lizard alive. On August 15th, an airman from Shaw Air Force Base, which was nearby, claimed to have an encounter. He said he shot the lizard man. He also presented several scales and some blood. However, he's just going to be charged for unlawfully carrying a pistol and making a false report to the police. <laughs> Oops. Um, in 2015, a local TV channel featured photos and videos they claimed to be the lizard man. Most people, though, believe it was a bear. So there you have it. Five mythical creatures living in the United States that are not named Bigfoot, Jackalope, or Chukacobra. Yeah, chupacabra there we go there are some interesting ones in there mm -hmm. um, the, there... Scar the scariest one would definitely be the um the public monster <laughs> I, I would like to see what the the one that's four foot tall with three legs the, the kangaroo the, 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 kangaroo, the, the escaped one? kangaroo yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually uh, a ton of others of these basically every state has their own variant of a like mythical creature that they can't find that they think exist but so be on the lookout they may be anywhere Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.